The ceiling is the roof. I am Bobby Corella. Today, I'm not joined by Mike. No, I'm joined by someone even better. Thomas Pletzinger, author of The Great Novitsky, Basketball and the Meaning of Life. We talked about the process of writing the book. We talk about Dirk, of course. We talk about all sorts of things. Thomas was nice enough to join us in Studio 41, presented by Chime. And this is not an audio-only interview. If you want to watch it, you can head over to the Dallas Mavericks official YouTube channel. Check it out over there. While you're there, you might as well hit that bell icon. You might as well become a subscriber. It's a growing army of people over there. It's very cool. But hey, if you just want to listen to it, you don't got to wait much longer because I'm about to shut up and hand it over to Thomas and also myself, too. So here's the interview. Hello and welcome to Studio 41 presented by Chime. My name is Bobby Corella, digital content manager for the Dallas Mavericks. Joined today by a very special guest, an international celebrity, <laughs> famous author Thomas Pletzinger, author of The Great Novitsky, Basketball and the Meaning of Life, an awesome book about Dirk, our basketball hero, certainly my basketball hero too. Thomas, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Sounded like you said good at first, and then you changed it to okay. Was that a bad uh, intro? No, you know, some understatement is always always good. No, I'm 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 good. I'm great. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. It was a very German thing. It's a very yeah. German thing. I'm g- no, I'm okay. I'm just okay. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But and and I have big things ahead uh, today. Um, since we're presenting a book, um, I'm I'm you know excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm great. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's very exciting stuff. So uh, basketball and the meaning of life. The book is fantastic. It's available everywhere. You can get a book. Uh, like Thomas was saying later tonight, actually, there's going to be an event with Dirk. So it's going to be really cool. But basketball and the meaning of life. There's a lot in that title. Uh, we'll talk about the basketball in a bit. But what about the meaning of life? What What is the meaning of life in this in this book? <laughs> that's a simple question to start. Um <laughs> And, uh, you know, the book was called differently in, in, in Germany, and um, I think they wanted to bang the drum a little more, yeah. um, be a little uh, louder and bigger here. And it, it makes sense, because um, I, my impression when I wrote that book and, and watched uh, Dirk at work was that I could learn something or understand something about, uh, about life in general. And uh, I think people can take uh, something away from... from watching Dirk uh, at work and, and the, wa- the way he handles himself. Um, and yeah, I think there is something uh, in this book that gives you a clue to what it could be, the meaning of life. Of course, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I've, I've, I'm not the first uh, to think about this, uh, I'm, and I won't be the last. So uh, yeah. What's a good approach, though? So the book is basically just a series of vignettes. Um, Thomas followed around Dirk for years, I mean, seven years, I think, eight Mm -hmm. years before this book was finally released. So there's a whole lot in here, history, uh, observing really intimate moments that Mm -hmm. no one else has seen, like Dirk's workouts in the summer with Holger, things like that. Um, And I think the striking thing about those workout sessions, obviously, it's physical exertion. He's practicing basketball, Mm -hmm. doing cool fingertip push-ups and walking around the floor on his bare hands, is that there was this mental exercise as well. And so it's almost like with Dirk and Holger, is is basketball like secondary? It really feels like their their relationship and the way that Holger, his methodology, uh, the way that he teaches Dirk and the way that Dirk approaches the game, mm-hmm. it almost feels like basketball is kind of like the physical thing, but that the it's it's really up here is what's going on between them. Mm-hmm. I think it's a com- combination of both, of course. Um, when they when they work out, I mean the the physical stuff is really important. Also the technical stuff, 
uh, matters a lot. You know, the, the angles, uh, how, you know, how high is the arc of the ball, uh, the angle, the ball uh, hits the basket. You know, these, these things are important. Practice is important. Um, repetition is important. Um, but the other aspect, uh, freedom is also important, and fun is, is very important, and um, thinking outside the box, or sometimes even relaxing and not thinking about basketball is also really uh, important to be successful in basketball, at least for Dirk. And that, that's something that I, uh, that, that I saw when I, when I watched him. There's a, the, the mental aspect, of course, um, I think you guys talked about this in the, in the book club, you know, always be able to, to play out little scenarios, um, always think about things ahead, um, ahead, um, you know, couple, uh, couple days, couple weeks, couple months, couple years maybe before they happen. And you've already done that in your head. These things are um, very important to, to Dirk's success, I would think. But also, and that's, that's the last part of the answer, uh, to, to his well-being, I would say, you know, um, focus, concentration, all these things play a really important role and, and also happiness, I, can, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that, the mental side of basketball is just as important as the physical. Even, I mean, yeah. even on the floor, like you yeah. have to be prepared for everything. You have to know all the steps and everything. But mm -hmm. the most, like, the quote from the book that stands out to me the most is actually talking to Holger. So the, the book generally is sort of about Dirk, but it's a lot about Holger. It's, yeah. I would even say it's more about Holger and Ernie Butler and kind of, Everybody around Dirk that made Dirk Dirk. So it's mm -hmm. not just a, it's not a traditional biography about Dirk. And there's this this sort of meta commentary, I guess, portion of the book where there's a scene where you're just getting coffee with Holger, and I call right it in the scene. beginning, yeah, yeah, right in the beginning, like page thirty nine or page forty or something, where y'all are hanging out at a coffee shop, and you're pitching Holger like, I want to write this book about Dirk, and Holger's like, I mean, like, I don't think that's a good idea because Dirk's not really going to tell you too much about himself. And it's yeah. not because he is this private guy. Dirk is a private guy. But it's also because Holger goes into like this long Nietzsche quote that I'm sure Dirk is familiar with too, like how many basketball players read Friedrich Nietzsche, but uh, about like guarding your true self because once you communicate mm -hmm. to people who you really are, like you're not really that person anymore. Yeah. So there's this really kind of very intentional guard that Dirk keeps up and that Holger keeps up around him. And so I think that... I guess that was a, as large a reason as any that the book really isn't about Dirk because no one can really write a book about Dirk. Yeah, and maybe he could try to, to write one himself. Um, but but it, I think it's not the point uh, who someone really is. Uh, and I think Holger, in the beginning, that first meeting was really, really interesting. You know, uh, th That was the first time I met him, and he just, he just tested who is that guy. Why is he interested? Um, what's his motive? What's his, w you know, what's his background? So I walked into that that coffee shop on on, on Mockingbird, um, and for I don't know an hour, one and a half hours, he just checked uh, and tested and and um, maybe even playfully provoked me, um, and I I felt like I was applying to <laughs> to an internship, which which. Uh, you know, it, it makes sense. He wanted to see how I behaved. Uh, what I said, what anecdotes did this did I tell? What 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 did I present from my own experience? You know, 
And basically, I was not expecting this. I was just there because I wanted to write an article, you know, uh, in the in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. This is 2012 uh, that we're there, talking exactly. about. Exactly. You know, this this morning actually, I thought about it. Um, it was and and I'm, I'm you know I loop later, loop back later to your to your question, but. Um, this morning, I thought about uh, it was almost exactly ten years ago that that this particular day happened. It was the you know the playoff. It was the 2012 playoff, um, and I was I, I traveled here to to write a piece, a magazine piece, on Dirk Nowitzki, and 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 I ran into this 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 guy who actually wants to know what I'm what I, what I'm all about, and. Um, he, uh, it, it was it was so interesting, and he, he fires Nietzsche at me, and he fires uh, Thomas Nagel at me, and and uh, he just had that bat philosophy of a bat thing just in his back pocket. Yeah, like he just well, pulled that out of thin air. Yeah, no, I don't know if he. If, it's probably one of the books that he he had read recently, and and um, and it makes sense. It makes sense. He basically, I asked him. I think I asked him. You, so you're you're. Uh, I, I think he said. I don't want to discourage you, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, maybe you're doing this, and uh, you're discouraging me. But um, that was the test. So I, w I, in the end, I wasn't discouraged enough, mm. and I, I still wrote a book. And back to your question, um, to write about someone, and you know, I as a writer don't have the illusion that I can actually get to the core. I mean, you talked about this in in, in the book club. Uh, there, there's different versions of every story, so, and uh, everyone has a different perception of Dirk, and I'm sure this perception that Dirk has of himself varies from the one that I have of him. And um, I mean, it's, it's 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 a philosophical question, of course, um, um, but I guess my approach was was the best way I could go about it and and you know, encircle him. And see, you know, what the people around him uh, behave like, what, what they think about, what they talk about, um, how they work. Uh, so, yeah, that was my approach. And and this this interesting this interesting first meeting uh, set the tone, I would say. And you even say that the more you got to know about Holger, the more you heard about Holger. Like, you're not even sure what's true and what's not. Because he, I mean, in in the best sense of the word, he's a, he's a storyteller. You know, you, he tells you great. It's 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 really entertaining and smart, and 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 he's a storyteller. So and that's the that's the fun part about this. And in the book is one one anecdote where turns out it, it's a story. Um, I, I don't want to give away too much, but but um, he's still sitting there. He's still talking to us. So. I believe I believe everything that that man says. Yeah, I um, and you you can believe it because he's he always he never says he's right. He always doubts himself too. You know, in as a as a fun sport, you know, he always thinks okay, maybe things are different. Mm -hmm. Let's think about it. It's exciting to think about things. So that's that's Holger. I mean, that partly kind of led to Dirk anyway. Looking at something that everybody yeah. knows in basketball and thinking about it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. But you were not a basketball guy. I mean, you like basketball. There's a whole section in this book about your experience with basketball, your relationship with the sport mm -hmm. before Dirk was Dirk. You know, even before Dirk was 
kind of before Dirk was alive, before he was able to be a pro, certainly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a couple of years older than he yeah. is. I'm, I was born in 75, he was born in 78. Before he's on the scene, yep. though, I yep. mean, you know, whenever he's still just a kid. Yeah. Um, you're a writer, first and foremost. Uh, very successful book that is now a series, <laughs> which is awesome, too. But I, I, yeah, I say yeah. all of that to say, like, you're not just some basketball dude that wrote a book about a basketball dude, you know. Uh, so what is it about Dirk that made you want to write about him? You kind of get into it in the book and, and also just your connection with basketball and everything, but but why Dirk and why at that moment in time? Well, um, I, I spent my childhood, my childhood and youth um, in, in, in the gym. You know, I, I, I grew up in a, in a small uh, city in, in, in Western Germany. Um, and and <clears throat> the sport there, the sport that we played was basketball. That was a first division club. Um, we didn't have a soccer club. Soccer is really important in Germany, so we didn't have a soccer club in our town uh, of, of, you know, in the upper upper uh, leagues. It was like fourth division soccer or so. Um, so basketball was a sport, and I always hoped that I could at one one day maybe play in in in, in the pros. Uh, and you know, looking back, I could have said with 14 years old or so. Uh, this is this is not some something that's in my in, in my future. But you I had the height, though. You did I, have the height. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have the talent. <laughs> uh, so and 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 I also thought about the game in the wrong way. I would say, looking back, you know, ha having had that experience with Dirk, I looked at the game in always in narrative terms. Like I, I, I saw a basketball game as a narrative arc. You know what I mean? So I when when I when I when I missed two shots. I always thought, okay, what's going to happen next? I'm probably going to miss the next shot too. <laughs> and when I missed three shots, I looked back and said, you know, I, it's a bad game. And a, a good basketball player doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. They they keep shooting, they keep playing, and I, I didn't, I couldn't. I was too hung up in that, in that, you know, what, what story does the basketball game tell me? And uh, there's no way I can, I can change the outcome if it's if I started bad for example you know but that also means that if you get off to a good start then I mean you're going for 50 yeah then that's also something that Dirk probably doesn't do if he doesn't believe he's going to score 50 if he scored uh, the first four baskets he believed uh, he thought about the game in a different way so I didn't so I stopped um, I stopped playing when I was you know 17 years or so uh, 17 years old I stopped playing serious basketball I played for fun and I ended my my career when I was 24 25 and but but by then I was already uh, study I, I got an, an MA in American studies and um, an MFA so I was already becoming a, a writer and I have to say that's the the area that's the field I I'm better at than at playing basketball so wrote a first novel, and after my first novel was published, I wanted to write a second one, and you know, sort of had a writer's block for for a couple of months. I wasn't, I didn't like what I was doing, so my editor said, you know, what is there something? Is there something uh, else? Can you do something else for a year? And I uh, thought about it, went back to my childhood, to to my playing basketball, and realized, you know, there's never. Uh, been a good book about German basketball. So I wrote a book on German basketball. I was embedded with uh, Albert Berlin uh, for an entire season on the bus, in the, in, in the locker room, everywhere. Uh, and I wrote a book on that. 
uh, which is which was a first because there was never uh, um, a book on German basketball before uh, of that with that approach with that narrative approach. Um, so I put my skills, my, my writing skills, uh, and applied them to the field of basketball. Um, so basically, I found my niche. I would I would say, and um, because I found that niche. And because Dirk is so big in Germany, uh, you know, as a as a figure, but also as a, as a you know as a basketball player and as a as a character, as a figure, um, that was the, the the best thing I could do. You know, that that was the most interesting topic. So that led me to to writing about Dirk. Um, but basically, I'm just a another basketball dude writing about. No, you're not a basketball <laughs> dude. You're not just a basketball dude. <laughs> You're yeah. writing about that dude. You mm -hmm. know, you're writing about the basketball dude. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, and obviously this wasn't your choice. It just kind of is the way it played out. But this book is kind of written about Dirk at the end. Like we think of books written about heroic figures or titans of their industry as like chronicling their up. Yes, you know, everyone likes the mm -hmm. the come up, you know, and then everyone likes whenever they're at their peak. But you know, your first interaction with Dirk didn't really even happen because they went with down three zero or they got swept against the Thunder, and it yeah. was kind of a, a big bummer. And that, unbeknownst to us at the time, was kind of signaling the end for the Mavs mm -hmm. as we knew them. You know, the 11 straight 50-win seasons, they wouldn't even make the playoffs in 2013, and then, you know, the rebuild would come a couple years after. Mm -hmm. So I just think, I think it's just really interesting that this book was written at a time whenever he'd already been to the mountaintop and kind of was coming down, and then reality set in. Like, he knew that not only was he on the way down, but, like, the end is near. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you don't normally see that story told. Yeah, because people always believe the, the interesting part is the path uh, to the mountaintop. Um, but I'm convinced that, um, you know, coming down from the mountain uh, is also interesting to people um, be because everyone's, you know, everyone's getting older. That's an experience everyone makes, so people can relate to that too. And, uh, of course, there is... Uh, the path through the mountaintop in the book. I'm not just writing about... The, yeah, the it's not just 37-year-old Dirk. You know, yeah, 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 so I'm, I'm, I'm basically the book um, tells my my years with my years with Dirk Nowitzki from 2012 until, until the very last uh, games. Um, but while I'm, I'm telling that story, that, following that arc, I'm also going back to, to 2011 or to the very early days um, talking about how how Dirk became Dirk, so yeah, but but I, I really and I honestly think um, um, aging and and dealing with age has a certain grace, um, or can have a certain grace, and that's why I'm interested in that. Mm -hmm. um, and I realize it's an, probably an unusual approach, but I, I thought it was a very interesting approach too. Well, so I think it's a kind of a, a tribute to Dirk himself too that like. You're not in the gym with him when he's 23 years old. You're in the yeah. gym with him when he's like 33 or 34, 35, yeah. 36. And again, even though he understands that this is, he's not who he once was, like the mm -hmm. workouts are still just as intense, you know, and mm -hmm. maybe even now that he's won a championship in this book and now that he is kind of this global superstar, mm -hmm. his off-court responsibilities have kind of increased too. There's scenes where he's shooting commercials that he doesn't, isn't super enthused about, you know, I mean, like there's a lot of responsibilities in his life. And mm -hmm. so I think that I, I think there is something very unique about kind of the timing of this whole thing. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, and it, it's also nice that 
you know, coming into this project, I thought, okay, this, you know, at first I thought it was a magazine piece. So I, and then it turned into another magazine piece and another one. And only then did we decide to do a book. Um, and, and, and then it was, it was, I mean, in a way it was horrible because then he signed another one year contract and, and then I was already at three years uh, working on this thing. And I remember my wife walking into my, my, my studio uh, one, uh, one morning and she, she looked at me and said, did you hear? And I said, no, what, what happened? What happened? She said, he signed another two-year contract. <laughs> and, and that basically meant that I would have to go for another... Yeah, you uh, get to hang out with us for another two years. Yeah. Lucky you. You, you weren't even here in the beginning. That's true. That's <laughs> true. I met you like late. Yeah, I met yeah, you late yeah, in the game. Yeah, yeah. But you spent a lot of time here. Yeah. I mean, Dallas kind of became, you know, it's not like you're just popping over to Dallas for like one day and then leaving. I mean, you were mm. here for like weeks and weeks at a time. It almost became your second home. Um, yeah, I, w I, I traveled a lot. Like I was on, I came here, I, I don't know, I didn't count, but, but it must have been like 25, 30, 35 times or so over the course of several years. Um, but I also traveled to China with Derek or to Poland or to Slovenia uh, in Germany, you know, always always going to his, his charity events or to his practices in, in the summer. So it, it was a lot of traveling involved, uh, involved and, and a lot of uh, spending time, a lot of, you know, watching, taking notes. I have so many notebooks uh, filled uh, because I expected it to be shorter, and then it, you know it, it amounted to a to a giant project. And you know I'm still convinced that it's good that I spent all those all those months and years because at one point you realize um, the the good things, the the interesting things don't uh, happen or you don't see them if you see things only once. Mm -hmm. you have to uh, back. So, so you have to wait on you know that the stage situation disappears. Like, it has to become normal that you're there. Then you th uh, see the real stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. If you want to be the fly on the wall, you got to be, I mean, you got to be in the room yeah, for a while Yeah, you have to first. be a fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of are, it's called the Great Novitsky. I'm sure that's intentional too, but you're kind of the Nick Carraway to Dirk's Gatsby. Yeah, you know? of course. The the whole I mean, that, that's the, the, the whole setup or the, 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 the structure of the book or the, the yeah, it, 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 obviously it's a reference uh, to... Uh, Fitzgerald's Has Dirk book. ever read that book? Do you do you know? Uh, I think he's watched the movie. Okay. No, I do you think, think he would consider himself like a Leo DiCaprio type, or do you think he would say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I think he's definitely taller than DiCaprio. That's right? true. Yeah. Leo's probably like five seven. Um, and and but I li always like this 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 idea to have a one have the narrator of the book um, be a first person narrator because it's subjective. It can be subjective. Can be interesting more interesting uh, and then looking at someone who is you know sort of you know Gatsby's always in that giant villa and and Carraway's living living downstairs in the tea salon or what, what is it in you got uh, nicer digs than than Nick Carraway but yeah so in the uh, little so gardener's house yeah yeah know, so hut. he lives there and then at one point uh, he's invited to to have a tea and then you know he gets sucked into the life of of uh, Gatsby and his people and I always thought it would be interesting, especially because it's an American story and uh, a German-American story. 
Yeah, but but has a happier it. ending. This book has a happier ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's actually that's why I thought maybe the title isn't right. Um, but it, you know, then I said, yeah, I don't care. You know, I, I think it's it's the right it's the right title. It's also tongue in cheek. Can you say that? Yeah, a li little bit I ironic. And uh, I like the story that when Dirk got the book and he wanted to read it. He took the cover off because he was embarrassed uh, to read a book that, uh, you know, to be seen reading a book called The Great Novitsky. I like the story. <laughs> it, it tells a lot about, about who he is, right? It does. Yeah. It absolutely does. And kind of reinforces the whole... One of the themes of the book to me is, like, this guy is whoever you want him to be. I mean, he's almost a mirror. Like, your relationship with Dirk, my relationship with Dirk, yeah. everyone in here's relationship with Dirk, everyone who's watching this is different, depending yeah. on when you first kind of heard about him, or if you know him, or yeah. if you've seen him play basketball before, maybe you haven't. I'm I sure mean, there's someone that's read this book that has never watched Dirk dribble a ball one time. You know, my, my, uh, my thesis advisor in, um, in, in Germany, when, when I'm, uh, she's, a, she's a professor of uh, American studies, uh, Bettina Friedel is her name, um, and she said, I read the book, I really like the book, and I don't know anything about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and and I thought this was this was uh, this was hilarious. Um, you know, American but, but studies. She doesn't even know <laughs> basketball or baseball. Come on, what are they um, studying over there? Um, so she uh, she liked the book. I mean, she, she liked the character. She liked the storytelling, of course. I, I, I think she mis misspoke, but, but yeah, you know, I always tell a story like this. Yeah. Um, and and there is something that is not basketball specific, I would say. Mm. It's more Novitsky specific. And the meaning of life too. Yeah. So can you explain as best you can what the seven levels of consciousness are? Because I've talked to you about this before. I read about it in the book. I still don't really get it. But there's this it's, it's higher state of being that, that does understand this, this I concept. mean, the, uh, I think Dirk and Holger de developed this system of... of um, uh, of, of, of the stages uh, the career can develop in. Um, and I, 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 Holger told me that he actually wrote letters to himself, um, put them in sealed envelopes uh, as not you know, f to be opened later in, 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 the, in the career, so um, in order not to lie to himself. So uh, he wanted to, to to check at later stages what he thought was good, was going to be good and right, and what the outcome was. But he said people tend to lie to themselves and say, you know, I didn't happen because. Um, and he wanted to, can you say, not compromise himself? Mm -hmm. Can you say that? Stay true to himself, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, he, so he wanted this, these messages to himself um, uh, to be there and to be read by him and he wanted them to be true and not written by somebody else. So, so he he did did this the seven, I think he said the seven stages. And I think th those were physical, technical, but they're also mental. Meaning, uh, at one point you can be at at, at a certain level uh, in Dirk's career. Dirk was going to be mentally prepared for his opponents. Meaning, they would know that he would know. Uh, what he would do, I'm, I'm you know, I'm like he's he's gonna do something because and they, they will they will have it. watched film, yeah, 
And they will know when he has the ball in his right hand and you know, then this and that might happen very likely. And then um, he would come up with a solution to that. So his opponent would know what he was going to do, but he would know that the opponent would know what he was going to do, and, and so on and so forth. And at one point, Dirk would have to be the person to decide. And the other person, his opponent, would be the one who knows that everything can happen and he has no idea what's going to happen. And that, that is the mental uh, advantage that Dirk is going to have. So he becomes like an Ubermensch or something? Yeah, I mean, yeah in, in a basketball sense, uh, he, he would be better prepared. I think I, I tried to get this across when he, when he um, scored uh, on point thirty thousand, mm -hmm. um, when he has only one player playing against him. It's one-on-one, -on -one basically. Larry Nance Jr., I think. And I tried to you know, describe this scene as to illustrate how that works. So he would know. And he, uh, so th these are all aspects of, of, um, of, of Dirk's success, I would say, and, and how they thought about the game. Yeah. And mastering those things, I mean, I guess that goes back to the meaning of life. No matter what you do, if you're an accountant, for example, like former mm -hmm. Mav Ryan Brokoff, mm -hmm. or if you're a basketball player or whatever, if you're prepared, then it doesn't matter what the other people are doing. Yeah. Like Dirk made you know, the game winner in game two of the finals. There was no fancy move. He just spun and went and laid it in lefty mm -hmm. over like a Hall of Famer and Chris Bosh. But because That's Chris Bosh also had to I've think watched about... I've watched that scene so many times. And it's <laughs> so simple. Yeah. I mean, the one over Haslam in game four is even more simple. There's no move. Mm -hmm. He just rips through and goes to his mm -hmm. strong hand. Mm -hmm. But because they're thinking, well, I got to sit back on the pump fake. I got to watch for the other hand. I got to watch for the fade. I got to watch for the mm -hmm. stop. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. thinking about... 35 different things, and so you forget about the most obvious, most simple kind of outcome. Mm -hmm. I guess like you're deconstructing like Occam's razor kind of. And, and, and it's, a, it's basically a mental circle, right? Everyone's thinking, 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 and then you do the simple thing, and, and it, because everyone else is thinking like a, a, a tenth of a second too long, um, and he, he knows that moment, and he goes in that very moment, I think that's, yeah. That's and if you're not the fastest secret. gentleman, like Dirk wasn't, and like Luke is not, then it, yeah. It was, it was okay. You're quick enough. <laughs> you're quick enough. Uh, what is the, Kati asked you this, she, we were talking about this on, on uh, during the book club as well, but what is, mm. whenever you think about Dirk, what is your Dirk visual in your mind? Is it a game? Is it a moment? Is it a photo? Is it a memory that you have of him like off the floor? When you think about Dirk, who's this? Hero, what it's, is your image? I, I find it hard to to answer this question because I mean there are obviously so many, um, so so many images, so many uh, films, um, game sequences that I've seen. For some reason, sometimes um, I, li I like the these photos when when he comes back after scoring a, a basketball, uh, uh, scoring a basketball basket um, when he comes back and and he scored and he comes you know keeps yelling or holding up a three, the, his fingers or and that's this one when he's bearded um, and he tucks at his jersey and for some reason I find this I don't know it looks a bit looks a bit wild which is untypical but I thought I always think it's nice uh, that that image um, there's another one that I find really telling and and and, and great, it's a f uh, photography as well, a photograph as well, I'm sorry. Um, and that is when, when he qualifies for the Olympic uh, Games after failing uh, th three or four times to do so, and he qualifies for, uh, for Beijing 2008, 
and they win the game against Puerto Rico, and he comes. And his in. teammate JJ Barea too. Yeah, yeah, they did. It was a, it was a uh, do or die game. The winner would would advance to the to the Olympic Games, and he his teammates were celebrating, and he just he just put a towel over his head, went to the locker room. Uh, the locker room was locked, um, so he sat uh, in, sat in front of the locker room until. Um, some, some, I think his physio came in, or his doctor came in, unlocked the door, and he broke down. And, that, and, and the photo photographer uh, snuck in and took that picture. Dirk on, on, on the stretcher, um, um, you know, so happy and so relieved and, and, and basically unable to, to celebrate like the regular uh, basketball player. And this image contains so much for me that, uh, that I really like it. it. It's always in my mind. It's in the book, too. It's um, uh, Thilo Wiedensola took that shot, um, a guy who's always with the na German national team. And there's so much in, in this image. But then, of course, I have lots of you know, nice pictures of, 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 of Dirk. I've never taken a selfie with him. <laughs> um, only when the book came out in Germany, um, somebody made us on, on stage, made us take a, take a selfie, and I still value that selfie as well. On <laughs> <laughs> but you know, lots of images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's of course the 2011 when they won the championship. He kind of did the same thing, right? He went to the locker room and broke down in there. Do you think in those moments, like yes, it's a tidal wave of relief and and everything, and just a complete release of of everything. But why do you think? I mean. I get you, this is just pure projection, but why do you think that's the case for him? Why do you think he? Why do you think he needs to feel that release? Why do you, Why do you think that? Is it Is it doubt? Is it happiness? Is it joy? Is it just I relief? Know. I mean, is it just? You know, it feels uh, like a very complicated thing for that to be a reaction. You yeah, know? Um, but maybe maybe this is uh, the the point uh, as you said earlier um, when when he's you know the the, the bat. That we know everything about, but we can't can't really know what's why that is. Why does he uh, need to go to the, to the locker room and and not do the regular celebrating that that the standard uh, celebratory moves and and I, I don't know I don't know I I, I try to describe it um, and uh, but I not explain it but describe it. And both these moments I, I find really touching, and and I think they reflect their reflection of why he cares, or that he cares a lot. Mm -hmm. and, and and it's in the chapter on pressure, right? There's a, there's a long chapter on the pressure, and how you deal with pressure. And he says, you know, sometimes you win, uh, sometimes the pressure wins, and sometimes you win. And 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 these moments when when he wins against pressure, um, I mean. I find it plausible. I can't fully explain it, though. Yeah. You know, you would have to ask him. But he'll um, never tell you. What? And he'll never tell you. And that's he'll kind of the beautiful thing. He'll probably tell you. Know, he can tell that story. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, but I can't, I can't fully explain it. Yeah. I guess they're just mysteries. Are there any other mysteries? Is there any other, is there any other, now that you've written a whole book about Dirk, is there anything else about him that you want to know that you don't? Or and anything I, else about people in his life me, that you want to know? Yeah. Me. Is there any, you're a detective. What, what is there left to uncover? Um, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of anecdotes. Like, I, you know, at, at such a long career um, with, you know, an international career, so many games played, so many teammates, so many, you know, 
trips, so many plane rides. Um, th there are so many things that I couldn't write about, of course. Um, but and, and I thought about this uh, a lot. You know, what, what happens when you're done with the book? Like, are you still interested in the story, or is that something that, you know, close the cover, that's it? And he, he, here I am, three years later, and I'm still, um, I'm still interested, you know, and I still like to hear that story because I find it uh, a story that, you know, everyone can take something out of, you know. Some, you know, I've never met a person uh, in my professional life, maybe in my entire life, I don't know, um, who who looked at his profession with uh, such care and such detail and who took it so seriously. And, and that is something... Um, uh, I think anyone, like a nurse, a teacher, a painter, cab driver, they can, you know, if, you, if they ask themselves, you know, is there something I can take away from, the, from Dirk's life? I would say that. Um, it certainly changed the way I write or the way I work. Um, looking at it because he he takes it so seriously and he loves it so much and he never lost the f you know he never lost fun mm. he still enjoys it while still Enjoyed maintaining it. the humility to say like this is just putting a basketball through a hoop mm -hmm. you know and that's that's the most like come on humanizing thing of them all you know dude it's just it's, it, it was not just putting a, 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 a it never a, was a, but it was yeah you know yeah. it's just it. It's just so simple, but it's also it's we'll never because understand. it's so simple. Um, it it translates well to everyone's uh, life. Yeah, I think it is an awesome story. It is an awesome oh. story, and it's an awesome book too. The Great Novitsky. Thank you very much. Basketball and the Meaning of Life by Thomas Plutzinger. Thomas, thank you so much for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Bobby, I awesome. really appreciate it. I re appreciated the book club, but I also appreciate appreciate you you actually reading it and and talking about it. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching. Great Novitsky, Basketball and the Meaning of Life. Go get you a copy. We'll see you.